Stampede. Garner is at number 137, recorded 5 1 2022. The nice thing about America is that our leaders aren't about to allow our markets to fail. And you want to know why? It's because they're rigged to never fail. Just like our government will never correct its $30 trillion debt. You see, the system is rigged to make sure those at the top stay at the top. Take, for example, our present condition with the COVID virus. As far as I know, America has had the largest number of deaths of any country in the world. Now, you might not be willing to accept that because our leaders have been telling us everything is getting back to normal. But if we're the greatest country in the world, then You have to wonder why a country like India, with a larger population and serious poverty, has lower death rates from COVID than America. The American people haven't been told that. And several other questions that haven't been answered about the COVID-19 pandemic. And this underlies a larger problem. And that is of trust in what our government is telling us. 
Take, for example, the problem of inflation in this country. Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, first claimed the beginning of price rises for nearly every item related to energy and food as a transitory condition. But after a year of seeing continued increases in inflation, he now says it isn't transitory. The facts are inflation is here and it's probably not going away soon. And it may be directly related to the unprecedented spending by our government. You can't have a government running deficits without affecting the value of its currency. And it may be safe to say the value of the money we've been using remains questionable sometime and it may be soon, a restructuring of our government will take place. That event will be profound and most likely will be violent. Our politicians have been trying to avoid it, but it's inevitable. There are reasons for why our government will have to declare something equivalent to bankruptcy, and it may revolve around external military threats directed at us. The world has been watching what is taking place in America, and it's becoming obvious that our consumerist economy 
has produced dangerous human behavior. It created a need to get more, more of everything. But getting more today becomes difficult to get. That $200,000 house, now 400000 And the multi-million dollar houses have become unrealistic for even the wealthy to buy or sell. Asking for $40 million for a house might be too much. There's a ceiling for prices, and it's called what people aren't willing to pay. It works both ways. If you've got too much of something, well, then it loses value. Our inflation is going to have a ceiling, and Americans will stop buying things they don't need. It starts at the edges, the things they can't afford. Then it works its way into the essential things, like that roast beef dinner with baked potatoes being turned into chicken pot pie. And all of a sudden, people are no longer needed to report for work because they aren't wanted. And the next thing you know, people are fighting to get something to eat. Yeah, we won't be told what's coming when the government finds out they can't print as much money as they like. The propagandists and the politicians will keep saying everything will get back to normal. But the adjustments in order to find normalcy are going to be painful. And they'll keep telling you to trust them. But let's call it as it is. Their trust has been running thin. Sure, they'll keep saying you're safe. But we aren't safe, because the weapons we've made are going to be turned against us. No, the face of greed from consumerism is going to be very ugly.
the people who are in control of this country may no longer be willing to tell the American people what is happening. They want to stay in power and are unwilling to accept the mistakes they're making. Our sending weapons to attack Russian troops in Ukraine and our attempts at punishing Russia by shutting down their economy may actually endanger our country. I don't defend Putin's invasion into Ukraine. He's made a mistake doing that, but there may be reasons for why he believes it's justified or even necessary. His motives for what he's done should be clearly understood by Americans, because if he has the support of the Russian people, and I believe he does, then any effort by the United States to punish him and the Russian economy could result in their retaliating directly against us. We may be endangering our own safety by supplying weapons to attack the Russian military in Ukraine, and it can only open the door for hostilities between our country and the Russian Federation. And to put it simply, we don't want, nor should we encourage, a conflict with Russia because we may find we don't have allies to help us in that effort. In fact, Western Europe might be willing to side with Russia. Our propagandists tell us if we don't stop Putin in Ukraine, he'll move his military into Eastern Europe. But that would be highly unlikely, difficult, and dangerous. No, Putin believes he has a right to claim part of Ukraine, and as far as I can tell, he has the support of the Russian people. But more importantly, Putin wants to sell Russian oil and gas to Europe, and the Europeans may be willing to accept that. Putin doesn't want to send troops into Eastern Europe but he and the Russian people won't accept their soldiers being killed by American weapons or America's attempt to shut down their economy. It may result in their retaliation against us militarily, and that would be disastrous.
We should be careful. Attempting to bring down Russia's economy for invading Ukraine might result in unintended consequences for America. If the Russian people believe that military action against Ukraine was not only justified, but correct or even necessary, then America's attempts to punish the Russian economy could open the door for Putin to strike back at the United States. We could be barking up the wrong tree. In fact, if Russia retaliates against us, our country might be standing alone, save for Canada, the United Kingdom, and Australia. The American public has not been told why Russia has sent troops to Ukraine. Besides the invasion of Ukraine, there may actually be other more troubling motives for why we've been punishing the Russian economy. We may be descending as a world power while Russia and China are ascending and we're using Russia's failed foreign policy as an excuse to weaken a potential competitor. We have been the dominant power in the world for the last 77 years. It's simple. Putin believes he has good reason for invading Ukraine. In fact, for two decades, Russia has claimed Ukraine has been stealing oil and gas from pipelines that traverse through Ukraine, feeding energy to Eastern Europe from Russia. If the Russian people thought Putin was unjustified in invading Ukraine, we should see large-scale protests in Moscow or even protests in Western Europe. But as of yet, they haven't developed. Instead, we may actually find European countries willing to remain silent or not endorsing America's imposed sanctions against Russia. Today, we may not be able to justify why we have more than 500 military stations around the world. And when it comes to fighting Russia, we may not be a top dog in that contest because China might be willing to support the Russians. We should be careful.
As recently reported, the U.S. real gross domestic product decreased at an annual rate of 1.4% in the first quarter of 2022, making the first time the economy has shrunk since the height of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. At the same time, the Consumer Price Index surged 8.5% over the last year, the highest rate of increase since 1981. There is a name for this, and it's called stagflation. America has enough problems of its own without trying to tell the rest of the world how it should live. Those days may have passed us long ago. If you listen to the propagandists or our politicians, they'll try to tell you everything is all right, that the manipulation, the lies to keep you thinking our greatness as a nation is still ahead of us, won't keep working. No, the truth of who we've become won't be able to be disguised much longer. You can't have children walking into schools killing other children without accepting that something is wrong or that we have a man entering a subway car shooting passengers at random or that every major city in this country has people living on the street. No, if you hear our political leaders trying to convince you this is the greatest country on earth, well, then you should recognize they lack an understanding of what greatness is all about. It's not the weapons we can build. It's not the prices on Wall Street. It's not the two-car garage we have in our homes or the fast food we feed ourselves, nor the strength of our military. No, you've been tricked into believing that's what's making us strong as a people. The truth is we've been living in illness, and it's made us dangerous to ourselves and the people around us. It's called the falseness that is arrogance, thinking we're better than everyone else in this world.
This week on Garnerisms, you first heard the music of John Horner for the movie Troy, Hector's Death, a 2004 release. Then more from Troy, the Greek army and its defeat, followed by Henry Jackman's composition Evan from the 2016 movie The Fifth Wave. And then a John Barry piece from the movie Somewhere in Time, a 1980 release, Journey Back in Time. And then Eric Serra's A Bomb in the Hotel from the 1997 movie The Fifth Element. And to close, a cut from Horner's Hector's Death. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner, in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.